This is a podcast from WSUM. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. 안녕하세요, 여러분. 앵콩글러시를 듣고 있습니다. 저는 희원입니다. Hello, everybody, and you are back on WSUM Free Flow listening to In Conglish. I'm your host, Hiwan. So this is week two, semester two, or I guess you could say episode two, season two. I don't know, media stuff. Um, anyways, this is the second time we've had In Conglish this semester. So last week, we talked about, or well, I talked about because I'm alone um, in the studio talking to myself. But anyways, I was alone in here talking about my Korea trip, which was very interesting. Um, And this week, I have a couple of different topics to talk about because I feel like my Korea experience has lingered in my mind. It's been simmering. It's been bubbling. And I feel like I've had a lot of thoughts that are less inward and more outward. So this week, that's what we're going to be talking about. 그래서 지난주에는 우리는 어 제가 한국에 다녀왔던 거를 얘기했는데 근데 이번 주는 제가 좀 개인 거 말고 제가 한국에 있었던 동안 제가 봤던 거를 그것을 오늘에서 대한 얘기를 할것 같아요. So the first thing that I wanted to share about from when I was in Korea is that I currently am a journalism major and I feel like news coverage in Korea and America are very different. Because when I was there, there was an assassination attempt on a political figure. And the way that the news covered the um, the attempted assassination was really interesting, particularly with how they dealt with the identity of the assailant. Because I feel like in the U.S., if you had an attempted assassination, that person's face and their name would have been plastered everywhere. But for whatever reason, when I was in Korea, they didn't expose or yeah they didn't name this person's name except for their last name and even though they had like the news um programs had coverage they had video coverage of this person like walking being taken into custody they blurred his face and they also distorted his voice which i thought was really interesting and i'm sure that there's a lot of legal reasons for it uh with privacy laws and such but i i don't know i thought that was really interesting with how it's with how that was um covered i don't know if it's because they don't want repeats of the same incident or if they want to or if they don't want to bring like notoriety to those people uh which again this is kind of a segue this is kind of a weird unrelated point but i feel like in the u.s there's a lot of fascination with serial killers i remember i had friends who were super into like serial killer podcasts so i thought that was interesting with again how do you handle celebrity and fame and making sure that you're diverting attention to the tragedy or the event that happened rather than the assailant or the attacker. So that was kind of an interesting angle to witness while I was in Korea as someone who is studying journalism and kind of works in journalism. But yeah. I was in Korea at the Paro 
알려줄 것 같은데 근데 왠지 한국에는 그런 게 없었어요. 저는 뭐 한국어 한국에 있는 그런 법을 잘 모르기 하는데 근데 제 생각에는 그거 그런 부분도 있었고 하고 한국에서는 약간 뭐지 셀레브리티 그런 쪽에서 좀더 예민한 것 같아요. 왜냐면 한국에서 물론 그런 문화도 있고 그런 거를 보면서 제가 지금 그 기자 같은 일을 하고 그거 그쪽에 공부다 해서 그래서 그것을 좀 되게 신기하게 생각 생각했어요. Consistent listeners, long-time listeners would know that I played Passion Fruit by Yeji last week, but what can I say? I'm just passionate from miles away. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just passionate. <laughs> I'm so passionate about i n c o n g l i s h um, Yeah, anyway, so as we established last week, uh, there's this book that was gifted to me while I was in Korea, and it's a series of essays, but I thought that... Since last semester, I challenged myself to read the, poet- the poems that I was translating. And I am not a very strong reader or writer in Korean. I think that I'm going to do the brave thing and I'm going to force myself to read on air. Again, disclaimer, reading and writing, not my forte. You plot me in front of a person, I can talk. I might be scared, but I'll talk. This, it's not going to sound consistent, but... You're, if you don't try, you're never going to grow. So, um, And as far as I know, it's literally just my friends and family listening. So if you are someone who is trying to seriously learn Korean, there's really not much I can offer you. Unless you want to hear me read Korean. But that's up to you. 그래서 제가 지난주 얘기한 것처럼 제가 한국에 있을 때 어, 책을 선물 받아왔는데 근데 제가 다, 지난 학기에 시 수업을 했을 때 제가 도전으로 시를 다 읽었어요. 근데 제가 생각해 보니까 뭐 물론 저는 말하고 듣는 거는 편하는데 근데 제가 자꾸 읽는 거와 쓰는 거를 좀 힘들어서 그냥 또 다시 도전으로 책을 읽을 거 읽으면 좋겠다고 생각했는데 근데 솔직히 제가 좀 많이 무서워요. 왜냐면 제가 뭐 한국어를 읽을 때좀 버벅버벅도 많이 거리고 그래서 그래서 제가 무서워도 뭐 한국어를 누르고 싶으면 내가 힘든 거를 해야 된다고 그냥 그것을 뭐 이제 생각하니까 제가 되게 천천히 버벅버벅 걸으면서 제가 읽을게요. So this week we are back reading essays from Guest House and this week's essay is called 이진 도토리의 숲. So that I feel like the best way to translate this is Forgotten acorn woods or forgotten acorn forest. So lots in store. 그래서 이번 주의 에세이는 게스트하우스의 이진 도토리의 숲. 게스트하우스의 훌륭한 점은 과거의 기억에만 있는 것은 아니다. 그것은 오히려 앞으로 일어날 일, 일에 대한 기대와 맞다는 때더 빛난다. 그 공간에서 알게 될 짐을 모르는 사람들, 생각조차 못한 사건들, 그리고 그런 길들을 꺾이며 내 속에 숨어 있던 여러 가지 모습을 만나는 일. So last week when we read this, they talked a bit about this guest house. So I think I'm not totally sure because again, I'm like two essays into this. But so far, it's been narrated by a man and his family, um, his wife and his two daughters. And he talked a bit about the depression that he's experienced 
and the sort of dissonance, I guess, he's experiencing between his family life, his home life, um, which is what keeps him happy and fulfilled and, and like he has a purpose in life, and then this depression that is slowly overtaking him. Um, and again, he briefly mentions the guest house in the previous essay, but the guest house, again, it is, it's called the guest house, it's the title, but he talks about the guest house again, and he's talking about the the most impressive points of the guest house, and he talks about, um, hold on, 그 공간에서 알게 될지만 모르는 사람들 생각조차 못한 사건들을 그리고 그런 일들을 꺾이며 내 속에 수, 숨어 있던 so he talks about in this space, you meet people you don't know. You meet strangers. You maybe meet people you've never met before or you would not have met otherwise. And he talks about you discovering, or yeah, he dis- he's discovering sides of himself that he didn't know existed. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like, again, I don't really know what this book is about, except that it's about a guest house, because again, this was gifted to me. But I think it's really interesting how we're diving into the psyche of this one person through him experiencing this guest house, which is, which a lot of people not necessarily call home, but that quite a few people find a common space and in and a space of respite. So I don't know. I, yeah, like I said, a writer friend recommended this to me, so. Go go talk to your writer friends if you want book recommendations. They they know words. 좋은 게스트하우스를 찾을 수 있다면 목적이야 어디라도 좋다. 화장실이 딸이 딸린 아담하고 깨끗한 방. 방에는 작은 사람 장과 거울. 쓰레기통이 하나씩 있고 풀과 나무와 하늘이 보이는 베란다가 있다. 욕실에서 따뜻한 물이 나오면 좋겠지만 모든 것을 다 가질 순 없겠지. 하얀 시트와 알록달록한 담요는 어째선지 항상 매트리스 매트리스 밑으로 깊이 들어가게 점여 있어 있어 눈 눈은 <웃음> 채로 그걸 빼느라고 애를 먹는다. 침대 머리 마트는 출처를 알수 없는 그림이 걸려 있고 그 위에는 귀여운 도마뱀이 한 마리 불러 있다고 좋다. So in this paragraph, he's describing the room. Um, he's describing what the sheets look like, what's in the room, like, oh, there's a trash can in this room, stuff like that. Um, and this is really cute, but at the end, he's talking about how there's a lizard. So I don't know. Fans of lizards. There's a lizard in this book. 1층으로 내려가면 리셉션 겸 사랑방이 있어 냉장고에 시장에서 사온 과일, 과일이나 음식을 보관할 수 있다. 물론 맥주도. 그옆 벽에는 손으로 그런 지도와 동행을 구한다는 축지와 온갖 쓸데없는 정보들이 늘어서 있고 그 밑으로는 주인 가족과 함께 무슨 무슨 파티 파티를 할때 찍었던 인종은 달라도 어쩐지 모두 친척 같아 보이는 여행자들의 자들의 사진이 다닥다닥 
붙어 있다. 체크인은 1시, 체크아웃은 12시라도 쓰어 있지만 그거야 사, 사정에 따라 아침이 될 수도 저녁이 될 수도 있는 곳. 밤이면 정원이나 사랑방에 딱 하나 놓인 테이, 테이블에 달, 달리 갈데 없는 여행자들이 모이고 그 밑에는 늙은 개와 동네 고양이들이 모여 친구가 되는 곳. So this um, paragraph goes more into how the guest house works. So they're talking about the processes, like you check in at this time, you check out at that time. There's a refrigerator. You can put fruits in there. You can put um, beer in there. And something to note about the beer is that it brings up in, or it was brought up in the last um, essay, or I guess the last vignette. I feel like vignette is a better way to explain it because I don't think this is, at first when I got this, my writer friend was like, this is a series of essays, or maybe it was because I was looking at essays. But anyways, he was like, this is a book. And I was like, oh, that's an, like, this is a series of essays because I was looking at essays and I was in the essay section. But I think I was wrong. And I think this might be more of a series of related vignettes, question mark. But anyways, um, I digress. In the previous vignette, in the previous vignette, he was talking about, um, beer and alcohol consumption like you talked about oh yeah i'll have a beer with my wife at the end of the day but at a certain point it kind of seemed like he wasn't necessarily used well actually he was he was using alcohol as a crutch but it was framed in such a way where it's not like oh that's super concerning i hope he gets help um but it was more okay this guy he is experiencing some things and it seems like he in order to not deal with these things he is drinking um so i find it interesting how he's talking about or how he specifically points out in this fridge people put in their fruits and their beer especially because in korea this is kind of a more cultural thing but fruits are often given as gifts because fruits are kind of expensive in korea like you know how for my college students out there you know how you go to target or fresh and they have just the saddest looking strawberries and grapes in the world and they're like all mushy and half moldy. Well, in Korea, that's not really as much the case. I feel like their fruits are much higher quality. And I actually don't know why fruits are more expensive. I'm assuming that it's because it's a small country and we don't have a lot of land for farming. Again, do your, do your own research in your own time if you're really interested in this. But um, just for the purposes of context, just know that fruits are expensive and usually given as gifts. 안녕, 날씨 좋네. 난 벌씨 일주일째야. 넌 어디서 왔니? 한국, 캐나다, 노르웨이, 자메이카, 우체국 앞 노점에 바나나 팬케이크 먹어봤어? 꼭 먹어봐. 끝내주, 끝내주더라. 뭐, FC 바르셀로나 팬이라고? 그럼 우린 형제록은. 파타야리 파타야라니 무슨 소리야? 당장 때려치우고 라오스 남부로 가. 안돼. 그건 유리 유 유령이 나온다니까. 어때? 저녁에 맥주 한 잔? 아니 뭐 저녁까지 기, 기다릴 거 있나 지금 당장이라도 지치지도 않고 반복되는 똑같은 this kind of talks about or this walks through hypothetical conversations that you would have in the guest house of oh where are you from you're from this country oh 
what do you like? What are you doing here? Where are you going? And I don't know, I thought this was really funny, but there's this specific sentence. I don't know if you could kind of take it out through the Conglish, but it says, oh, are you a um, FC Barcelona fan? That makes us brothers or that makes us homies. I don't know. I, that one specific phrase um, cracks me up because I saw this article headline earlier today and there's something about like Messi. He didn't show up for a game or something. Again, I briefly saw the headline for a second, so I could be wrong. Um, so I thought it was funny how uh, that happened in the real world and there's mention of Barcelona in this world. Although I think that Messi isn't a player under FC Barcelona. Anyway, um, I digress. 주인 가족은 특별히 오지랍히 넓지도 그렇다고 불친절하지도 않는 정도가 좋다. 친구가 놀러 왔을 때 같이 노려, 노려고 끼어들지 않고 가끔 간식 정도 챙겨주는 부모가 최고인 것처럼. True. Okay. <laughs> so this part just says... Um, Lexi's in the studio with me, by the way. <laughs> so she, so, okay, yeah. Anyway, um, say hi, Lexi. Oh, I don't think my mic is on, but hi. Yeah, okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> so the last sentence says, um, oh my gosh, excuse me. 친구가 놀러 왔을 때는 때 같이 놀려고 끼어들지 않고 가끔 간식 정도 챙겨주는 부모가 최고인 것처럼. So it says, um, so he's talking about like these people that he's friends with, and he says, oh yeah, like these are my friends, and uh, they're parents who give me snacks, and they're the best. So shout out parents who give their children's friends snacks. <laughs> I don't know. I Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier. This was a point that I considered talking about on In Conglish for today, but also... Um, I guess seeing my parents as people and I feel like my perception of them has changed after my most recent trip to Korea because again I went alone for the first time and realizing oh like um, this is the house where my where one of my parents lived before they met my other parent and this is the university that they attended which is really weird being someone who has memories of for example that specific apartment as a young child and you know going to their college campus as a now college student and it's really weird because I mean obviously I've always known that they've had a life before they had me but I've only ever known them as my parent which I don't know yeah it's really weird um but <laughs> with that um and as promised we are going back into guest house so if you're just tuning in. We talked about the the specific charms of the guest house, what it what the layout of it is like, what's in there, some of the people who come to stay at the guest house, and it really seems like it's a very fun um, community. And again, if you if you're just tuning in now, I talked a little bit about how it's really interesting trying to analyze or I guess have the perspective of one person and have that one person be the narrator while also being in a place where there are a lot of other people and a lot of other perspectives. And it seems like with the book starting off with such um, a personal anecdote, I guess, from the character about his depression and his mental health and now going into um, a less personal aspect of the book about, okay, this is the guest house. This is what it's like. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's really interesting, but 
again, I don't think my my very short um, translations or narrations of what's happening in English are really doing this book. Um, or, I don't know. I feel like it's not conveying the flow of this book because I feel like it's just that it's so readable, if that makes sense. Like, you know how sometimes you have to fight to read books and you have to like force yourself to pay attention and to stay conscious and to keep reading. But this book is not one of those books. I feel like there's such there's such a natural rhythm and flow and it really feels like you're talking to someone who, um, I don't know, who really loves this space and is really passionate about the things that it stands for. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what the personal story of this author is, but so far it's been it's been a really interesting book. And I'm only two vignettes in, so if you're someone who can read k- Korean, I highly recommend um, Amutun Guest House. Sorry, there's... Yes, it's actually not just guest house. It's Amutun guest house, which means like anyway guest house. But diving right back into it. 그런 그런 곳에서는 한국에서의 일어나 돌아갈 일정이 어쩐지 잘 떠오르지 않는다. 절박하게 나 가신을 주장할 능력도 의사도 시간이 지나며 점점 사라져간다. 대신 세상에 대한 관대함과 자신도 몰랐던 천지함이 슬그머니 고개를 드는 것이다. Okay, so there's definitely no way I can do this paragraph justice because it's like it's very philosophical and it uses some advanced vocabulary which I don't know. Um but it's basically talking about 절벽하게. Okay, so I feel like the vibes that I'm getting from this paragraph is that it's talking about his experiences of being in the guest house in relation to the world. I don't, yeah. Um, so that's basically what it's talking about. It's really interesting again because I I don't know. I've never really been in the been put in the position of being like a live medium for something and translating at the same time because I feel like with my poetry that was homework that I had to do for a class so I would have a poem that I had to translate I would translate it workshop it in my class with my professor and then come to Inconglish and then read it out and read the translations and then I would go in depth but now it's just me alone and while again you know I have thoughts about this and I really enjoy reading this book, but I feel like there's not as much of a clear end goal. It's just me reading this book and trying to become better in Korean while taking you along for the ride. And I don't know, I should actually ask my parents this because I, again, I've mentioned this, but when I was growing up, they always emphasized, oh, you're Korean, you have to know how to speak Korean. But I always wonder like how they feel about raising their kids in or raising third culture kids where we have one culture at home but we're also surrounded by another culture outside of the house and because I remember like when I would go home um after coming to college and my dad would say like oh yeah I hope you guys continue to um have your ties to your Korean heritage and your culture and I feel like that has definitely become a much more stronger value like I've always felt connected to my Korean culture but especially now being alone um, by myself and being responsible for that side of myself I definitely feel more or 
I, f- I feel like I'm putting more effort into being connected with my Korean culture because again when I lived at home it was just I was just surrounded in it I was immersed in it but now that's not the case anymore so I don't know what it's like so yeah it interests me to like what, how my parents feel about that you know raising people who are Korean but they're not immersed in the culture the way that they were and for us as their children to interact with their native culture through different mediums such as novels or movies and tv shows and workbooks because i remember when i was growing up um especially in like my memories of michigan when i was like really little um three and under i remember we would watch like this korean kids show called Dingbungi. <laughs> and i remember my mom said that that whenever we went to korea they would have to buy the vhs's and then ship them back when we were coming home so my parents were very dedicated to this in case you couldn't tell so yeah i don't know i think it's really interesting that that was such a strong that that was such a strong value for them um and i feel like nowadays it's so much more easier to learn korean um but then again there's a difference between trying to teach a young child korean who is just like a sponge and will absorb anything and then having adult learners who um decide to learn it on their own later on because that's also kind of the issue that i've run into while taking korean classes here is that it's not built for heritage speakers it's more built for people who are learning from the ground up which again you know there's only so many people who want to learn korean and and stick with it up through the advanced levels but at the same time i'm like what do i do now i don't know how to navigate this by myself so now you're all stuck hearing me read very slowly and try to translate things for you on the spot. That was a very long-winded explanation. We have number one, 1975 listen, listen. <laughs> fan in the studio with me for the last five minutes of Inconglish and for the entire next hour afterwards. It is the one, the only, Lexi Spev. Listen. <laughs> okay. A year ago, I wrote an album review for that for their most recent album, and it, it put me down a rabbit hole where I was listening to that album a million times over. And then I went down the rabbit hole of watching interviews and live shows because I needed, I wanted to get it right. You know, I can't mess this up. Um, so it's now your, I know too much. It's your public t- service to, no, it's your service to the public. It's your duty to keep them informed and knowledgeable on Maddie Healy. And I was so stressed <laughs> about that album review because I didn't even really want to write it, but I did it, and I'm and really brave for that. Honestly, <laughs> the best piece of music journalism I've ever read. I put them on the map with that. You did. They, <laughs> I actually <laughs> never was heard. was listening to the 1975 before my review <laughs> of their album came out in May. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I actually never heard of um, England before, before your review for yeah. the 1975. I would not have played at Lollapalooza if I hadn't written about them. No, you single-handedly <laughs> um, gave them the platform that yeah. they have today. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, speaking of the 1975, Lexi and I, and Ray, Ray is out and dead and gone, RIP. Rest in peace. Yes. We miss them so um, much. They're, they're in the, what is it, the, the Rainbow Farm? Or what is it? What do they say when dogs pass away? They're they're in the big farm. What? <laughs> That's a thing that people say. It's like, oh, where's where's my dog? And then 
and then it's like oh they're in they're in the field or whatever <laughs> you know what i'm talking about no. okay um anyway ray has crossed the rainbow bridge that's one of oh. the expressions no no there's another one where it's oh. like he's gone to the big pasture <gasps> the big pasture in the sky oh okay i feel like i feel like i feel like you're just being nice and you're like yeah that is definitely <laughs> a thing um Anyway, Ray's dead, but the three of us went to a the 1975 concert in October. Yeah. Yeah. And it was awesome and epic. And Maddie Healy waved at us. He made eye contact. He was Real like, and true. He, he made eye contact with Lexi and was like, I know with, her <laughs> from London. Her three times. <laughs> in one year. Um. Lexi. So Lexi and Maddie Healy are actually best friends. Um, but, you know, it's on the down low. Lexi, Lexi can't be basis. exploiting her. Her celebrity friendships. Lexi's friends with so many celebrities. Girl in Red. Girl in Red, actually, but that's actually real and genuine and real. But if you know, you know. That's all. That's all True. I'll say for now. Cooking Banana, for for the listeners out there, if you know Cooking Banana, that's that's Girl in Red and us. It's yeah. Go s- shout out Sweden. Shout out the Nordic countries. Mm-hmm. Where's she from? Denmark? Nor- Norway. 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 Okay. Maybe. Shout out Norway Sweden relations. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Shout out IKEA. Shout out bananas. Shout out meatballs. The the yep. bean. Shout out the bean because mm-hmm. we would not be here without the bean. Um, I think I think it's shut down for construction right now. Actually, I don't know if that's yeah. I think it is. Last time I heard, haven't been to Chicago in a while. But, um, anyways, we yeah we were in Chicago together. Listen to the 1975, and you could listen to more of the 1975. I don't know because I will not spoil Lexi's playlist, and I don't know what it is for the next hour on Show and Tell with the one, the only Lexi XEX slash DJ Crazy Girl. Thank you again so much for listening to Inconglish, and I will see you all next week. 그래서 다음 주에 다시 뵙겠습니다. And yeah, that's it. Good night, everyone. <laughs>